some new managers have been hired and qualifying offers have been made. All that and more here on the deadline. Alright, welcome back to the deadline. And today I want to talk about some manager moves. Some first time, some new or old going to new places. And right now I want to start with the Cleveland Guardians. And this one's interesting to me. I do like the move. But it's just it just piques my curiosity of why the Guardians went on with a guy who's never managed before. And that's Stephen Volk. Now I got nothing against Stephen Volk. I like him. I thought I wouldn't say he was a great player. But, you know, he was decent. Had some, definitely had some, uh, good years with his respective clubs. You know, obviously well known for Oakland Athletics when they were on their run of, of a couple years of taking over the AL West. And I think it's a good move or an interesting move is because I want to see I want to see if it's true. And what I mean by it's true, it's Our catchers are usually great managers. You know, you have that basically all the whole time. You know, Joe Torre, Joe Girardi are a few players that come to mind, obviously, with the Yankees. And they turn out pretty good. They've done really, really well. So I want to see what he does. And I want to see how he builds this team, or how he helps his team. It's a young team. Yeah, they really are part of a bad division. But it's a well-organized team. They don't got that bad many bad players. Shane Bieber, Ramirez, uh, the closer, I can't think of his name right now. They got some good, decent players. It's a very good, well-run organization. He's replacing Tito Francona, which you have, might have to think, that might be a lot of pressure on him. Maybe. A Hall of Fame manager, he's replacing. You know, but we'll have to see where, what he does. What is his role? How is he going to run things? Because he's been around the league for a while. He's been 
you know, part of the old school, new school type thing. I'm curious to see what his, you know, philosophy is. Like, how is he going to run Yeah, is he going to go by the analytics of, you know, Bieber can't face the the lineup more than three times? Or is he just going to be like, you know, Bieber's pitching a shutout here. He's going to pitch the seven. He's going to pitch the eight. You know, Ramirez is going to be against this guy. Now, I'm really curious. I, I do think it was an interesting sign. I believe it was really good for them. You know, you know, so we'll have to see. I, I, I really like Stephen Volk. I think it's a good move. So I'll see where it is and how it turns out next year. Now let's move on to the New York Mets. They fired Buck Showalter. For a guy who's never managed in his career. And that's Carlos Mendoza. So, I don't know what the philosophy for that was. Why they didn't bring in an experienced manager. Um, it's just... I'm just confused about this whole signing. They go from a winning manager to a guy who has basically been the, you know, Aaron Boone's right-hand man. And I know why they did it. I just don't get why they want to change. You have David Stearns, a new president of baseball of operations, which apparently the New York Mets have never had. But if you're a Mets fan, don't you have to think that this is kind of a bad sign. They had Craig Council was available. And David Stearns hired Craig Council in Milwaukee. I can tell you, I'll tell you why. Carlos Mendoza was the signing. Is because Carlos Mendoza is part of a team who kind of, who basically was told what to do. And the New York Mets, David Stearns, Steve Cohen, whoever the new jail manager will be, are going to be in charge. And in my mind, that's probably not the best way to go. 
I mean, you got P. Alonzo, who's a free agent. You think he might want to change something. So many Mets fans blame Buck Showalter for keep playing Vogelback, who literally struggled the whole time until Buck Showalter came out and said, well, they told me to play him. And Buck Showalter left because Buck because he didn't want to be told what to do. And in that case, if that's then no shame on the Mets. You have Buck Walter, who's won everywhere he's gone. Well, not won, but brought his, team, his teams to the playoffs. You didn't give him a chance to manage. Because you want the guys on the field that you want to play. Which I think is probably the most disrespectful thing they could have done to Buck Showalter. So here comes Carlos Mendoza. The Mets are probably going to have another lousy season. And then on top of that, they might lose a couple key pieces. But that's that's for next year. Now, here is a GM or a manager signing that has gotten me really, really mad. I do not like this signing. Not because it was the manager. No. But the organization itself. That's what bothers me. Craig Council signed five years, $40 million. Reportedly the highest paid manager in history. And he went to the Chicago Cubs. You're probably saying, well, Jordan, why does this bother you? It bothers me because the Cubs had a manager. They had a manager and David Ross. He was still under contract. Instead of saying, hey, Ross, you know, this isn't really working out. We're going to change managers. We're going to go through something else. They just hired Craig Council behind their back. Behind his back, sorry. You hired 
current counsel behind his back without saying anything? That's disrespect to David Ross, who's done so much for that organization. If it wasn't for, for Ross, now I'm not saying he's the only one, but if it wasn't for Ross, the Cubs are probably not winning the 2016 World Series. Ross hit that home run. Ross got them the lead. Ross worked with these pitchers, these these guys to help out. You know, helped out Chapman, helped out you know Carl Edwards Jr. who pitched every single game in that postseason. And this is, and then now he's your manager. Once replaced Joe Madden, basically got this team on a roll towards the end of the season to be one game out of the playoffs, of the wild card spot. But because Craig Council was available. You're just going to go after him? Without letting your manager know? Which, in my opinion, I think is just complete and utterly disrespectful. That's not how this should have worked. This is not how that should have happened. Oh, and by the way, this is the second time the Cubs did this. Rick Renteria was their manager. Signed him to, I believe, it was like a three-year deal. He managed one year. And here comes Joe Madden. Once Joe Madden became available. I have no, no disrespect to Craig Council, but I do have no respect for the Chicago Cubs. I get it, Craig Council has been with the Milwaukee Brewers for nine years. He has brought the Milwaukee Brewers into the postseason for five. 
of those years. So he is a winning manager. They got the pieces. If they could bring some people back along with him, sure. He could probably they could probably go back to the World Series, back to the playoffs. But at least show respect. to your current manager. At least show some respect to David Ross. That's all I got to say for the Cubs side. As far as Teams who are looking for a manager, I am hearing that Buck Showalter might be a candidate for the Angels position. I think that would be good, but you also got to give them pieces to work with. Um, in my opinion, you got to give them a team to work with. I know he did it with Baltimore, where the team became young, and he did very well. Uh, I think, what, towards the end of his contract, he brought the Baltimore Orioles to the postseason. But I don't know for certain. I also know... Ron, Ron Washington, oof, say that five times fast, Ron Washington is also a candidate, which I think is interesting. I would love to see Washington manage again. He had some couple year, great years with the Rangers, brought them to back-to-back World Series. So we'll see what, what goes there. Um, and Milwaukee, I know they got six guys they're talking to. One of them is Donnie Baseball, Don Mangley. I don't know if he will manage again. He said he's, he doesn't want to anymore. He's happy with the role he has now. So we will have to see. Alright, we're going to take a short, quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the players who got the extension offer of, I believe, $20.20 million, I, I believe the extension offer is. I'll confirm that. But we'll be right back after this break. All right, welcome back. And right now, I want to go over... A little bit of news is going on, and of course the contract extensions. Now let's talk about the guys who got the contract, or contract, the qualifying offer. That's what I want to say. Couldn't think of the word. Sorry, guys. 
So the people who got the qualifying offer are Shoei Otani, Cody Bellinger, Blake Snell, Josh Hader, and Matt Chapman. Now, these guys are good players. They do deserve the qualifying offer. I don't think any of them will accept it, unfortunately, because I think they're way... They do deserve more than one year. But you, I could see eventually one or two guys re-signing. Uh, Bellinger, I could probably see re-signing with the Cubs. If he doesn't go to the Yankees, that's the rumor. And maybe Chapman goes to Toronto just because I feel like every team already has a third baseman. So there's really no place to put him. Uh, so I could probably see those two guys re-signing. Otani's not coming back to the Angels. I, I don't think that's going to happen at all. And Snell and Hader, I believe, will probably get more news elsewhere since San Diego wants to shred money. As far as the guys that didn't get the qualifying offer, Reese Hoskins of the Phillies, Teoscar Hernandez, so instantly making them a free agent automatically. And Hoskins I kind of knew was coming. I would love to see a team pick him up. He is a great player. Even if he doesn't play first base, he could play outfield. Um, but, you know, it was, I think, yesterday or a couple of days ago, Dave Dombrowski did come out and said, Bryce Harper's our everyday first baseman. So there's no room for him. kind of sucks, but, you know, hey, business is a business. The Phillies had to go where the Phillies had to go. Oh, and Sonny Gray, I believe, was another one. Sonny Gray also got the qualifying offer. He had a great season. He's in the Cy Young contention. You know, so, we'll see. I think he might actually end up going back to Minnesota he pitched phenomenal there. Uh, but again, we will have to see where um, these players accept. So as the news goes on, the Angels found a new manager in Ron Washington, which I like. I like this move. Washington brought the uh, Rangers to back-to-back -back World Series. Phenomenal job. He was one out away in that 2011 World Series from winning. And I, I don't think this is a move of 
you know, we're going to win. I think this is a move of can Ron Washington still be there? Because let's face it, the Angels are not getting any better. They're not going to. It kind of sucks. Mike Trout is probably one of the best guys in baseball. He should. They should get rid of Anthony Rendon. Get rid of that big contract. It was a bad contract. But I think this is more for Ron Washington. And see, hey, at 72 years old, can I still manage and still be in this game? And maybe, just maybe I'll go out and I will um, manage a contender down the road. So I think that's mostly what it is. I, I just have a feeling the Angels are not really screw up. But Trout wants to stay. And... I think if I, if I was the general manager, I'm trying to make sure I win. Try to make sure I get the players. I mean, we talked about the we talk about the Rangers all the time, and they really had four. Stars? Because if you, if, you, if you really, if you honestly think about it, were we really expecting Corey Seager to go to the Rangers after losing 101 games? No. Were we expecting Marcus Simeon to do that? No. Nathan Avaldi. Jacob DeGrom. No, we weren't. And that kind of tells me maybe the Angels tried. Maybe they'll have some other players along with a great a good manager. So we really honestly have to see what is going to happen. With this ball club, get Mike Trout back into the playoffs for the first time since 2014. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll have to see what the Angels do. I, I don't think they're gonna do anything. Either way, Mike Trout's gonna be going into the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. So. We honestly, we will have to, to to see. On top of this, there's a lot. I'm, I'm not really going to dwell on it that much. Just because I did a long process over on my uncle's podcast, Perks Pod Recap. But the Yankees are kind of saying that this year, 2024, 
is is either put up or shut up. That was the gist. Steinbrenner talked to the media. You know, he answered some questions. He is mad. The Yankee he's saying the Yankees are gonna be aggressive this year. Again, we'll have to see. I, I'm hearing Bellinger is on top of their list. So is Chapman. Matt Chapman. You know, they might be training for Soto. So we'll have to see where they were. But this kind of, to me, is interesting. They he said at the end of the press conference oh so no one asked me about 2023 and he said let me give you the gist of 2023 if we were below 500 everything was going to change What does that mean exactly? Well, in my point of perspective, I'm looking at the manager. If the Yankees finished below 500, Boone was gone. I think this is a way of saying, Boone, you better get on a half start or you're gone. That's what I'm basically getting out of that. And this is after him saying that the, he talked to the players and the players all wanted Boone back. So we'll have to see. We will honestly have to see. I I don't know what the plan is. He even came out and said, well, we, our biggest changes really are hitting coach and analytic department. But to me, you can't, I, nothing's really working. Like Cashman said, well, everyone says we're all analytically driven. That's not true. We have the smallest analytic department, but the biggest scouting thing. It doesn't matter, because whatever you're doing, it's not working. And I will say this to you guys. I said it over on Perks Recap. I'll say it again. It doesn't matter if it's analytics or if it's the scouting report. Because you traded for Frankie Montas, who was hurt. 
you trade for Harrison Bader, who was also hurt. And but then trade away him again because something in your ear said he's not good enough. You hold on for Miguel Andujar for way, way, way too long. You held on to Gary Sanchez for way too long. So whatever it is, scouting or analytics, nothing is working. And Cashman got mad about that and said, well, look at Joey Gallo. Look at Sonny Gray. Where are they now? They're on contending teams. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? You trade for Joey Gallo, and he said, well, we trade for Joey Gallo, and look who won him, the Dodgers. You're not the Dodgers. You're the New York Yankees. Where Where is this coming from? I understand you, Brian Cashman, is mad. I understand that because it's more known of that Steinberg is talking to Judge, a player who's in that locker room every single day. To talk about what needs to happen. Who should we go after? What areas do we need to... That's what he's talking about. (coughs) Sorry. And Cashman's going to get mad and say this. I don't care about analytics. I don't care about scouting report. Whatever you're doing, it's not working. And that's why you haven't won a World Series in over 14 years. Stop blaming the other people in your staff and start, you know, actions speak more louder than words. And what we're hearing throughout this couple days, they're in on Billinger, they're going to make a trade for Verdugo for whatever reason, maybe to, maybe to put put in someone in left field for now and then go after Soto I don't I don't know cuz the trade they want for Soto the Padres want either Dominguez or Schmidt or uh, both maybe the Yankees came to realization and say you know what we don't want Dominguez so if we trade for Dugo he could play in left field we'll have I don't know Kiermaier Kevin Kiermeyer play center until Dominguez comes back. Because you have to think, he got Tommy John. He probably won't come, what, to May, June? Still got to play a bunch of rehab games. End of July, August, maybe? I don't know, but the Yankees got to do something. The fans are mad. You got to do something.
Another interesting team is the Mets. I'm hearing two different sides about that. I'm hearing from Scott Boris, who is the agent of Pete Alonzo. It's saying we're willing to talk extension. The same day, David Stern said, we're willing to talk extension, and now today you're healing. P. Alonzo might be traded. P. Alonzo might be traded, but we're going to go for more pitching. I don't know how to feel for the Mets. I get it. You want to build a farm system around these guys. But what good is a farm system if you have these trade for guys who are quote unquote Major League Baseball ready, but then you look at the scouting report and says they might not be ready for a year or two years from now? Mets fans are not going to accept that. And why trade P. Alonzo? I said this from on another podcast, uh, one of my earlier podcasts. I see him as the next David Wright. You got Lindor, you got Alonzo, Diaz is supposed to come back, Quintana's been, I want to say, great. He wasn't bad either. So why give up? Verlander, Scherzer, fine. I get that. Those guys are almost towards the end of the career. I can understand that. But make an exciting move. Make it exciting. What's next? The Yan- what's next? You're gonna, you guys are gonna get build another section of the stadium to add more seats. Stop wasting money on a giant scoreboard and start spending the money on your team. Put a team on the field. That's what you do. And you know what? I would not be shocked if Alonzo gets traded because you hire him because you hired a manager who is only going to listen what you guys say. Not going to manage. And the reason I know that is because last year when Showalter left, he said the reason Vogelback complained was because I, that's what I was told to do. So that's it. That that I I don't know what they're doing. You're saying you're a Mets fan. I understand you can't spend that much money. But now you have a team on the field, 
and now you're pushing it away. Alright, so that's going to do it for this podcast. Thank you so much for your support and listening. I just want to say I appreciate all of you who are out there listening. If you like what you're here, please give a thumbs up. Get a um, follow. And if you ever want to be on a podcast, let me know. Follow me on social media at the Deadline 2023 or at JDoc9813. It's very simple. I can just send you a link. You guys could join. And let me hear your opinions. That's what I want. I want to get your guys' opinions. And we could talk about that. But other than that, I bid you all adieu. And I'll see you all in the next one.